When he sent the gopis back, Krishna felt unhappy at heart. But when his friends at once made him enter beautiful Vrindavan forest, showed him the beauty of Vrindavan and described it in words, his unhappiness went away. Then Krishna enjoyed pastimes with the gopis, and even the moving and unmoving creatures there joined in these pastimes. My heart cannot understand these pastimes. How can my tongue describe them? Herding the cows near Govardhan Hill, he made them drink the Yamuna's water. In the evening, he, the master of Brudge, returned to his own Brudge village and enjoyed pastimes with the girls of Brudge. Although the palace of the king of the Gopas is splendidly manifest in a place called Nandishwara, the followers of Krishna worshipped the rasa dance and other pastimes he enjoyed in the forest groves. O Brahman, to what may the bliss of living there be compared? How can it be described? They who have experienced this bliss say that because it comes from the glory of pure devotional service to the Lord, it is greater than the bliss of they who have attained impersonal liberation, and also greater than the bliss of Mahavaikuntha. The bliss felt by the residents of Ayodhya and Dwarka is greater than that in Vaikuntha. Each is sweeter than the one before. The bliss felt by the residents of Goloka is greater than all others. How can it be described in words? They who are friends of the Lord in Goloka experience that bliss eternally. They can understand it. The residents of Goloka incarnate as eternal associates of the Lord in Vaikuntha. They also appear as reflections among the demigods in the material world. To please Lord Vishnu when he wishes to enjoy pastimes there, these demigods descend to the surface of the earth again and again. Sanatana Goswami explains that the appearance of Nanda and Jasoda of Goloka as Drona and Dara in the world of demigods is an example of this. Lord Balaram, who appears in Goloka, incarnates in Vaikuntha as Anantashesha. He again incarnates as Anantashesha amongst the demigods in the material world. And on earth, he appears as Balaram. The devotee Sridam, who appears in Goloka, appears in Vaikuntha Loka as Garuda. He again appears as Garuda amongst the demigods in the material world, and on earth he again appears as Sridam. Vasudeva and Devaki, who appear in Goloka, incarnate as Sutapa and Prishni in Vaikuntha, and as Kasyapa and Aditi among the demigods in the material world. On earth, they again appear as Vasudev and Devaki. These are some examples of how the residents of Goloka incarnate in different places in the spiritual and material worlds, and how, as demigods in the higher material planets, 
they incarnate on earth to please the Lord. Sri Swarupa continued. As Krishna, the origin of the incarnations of God is not different from his many incarnations. So the residents of Goloka are also not different from their incarnations. According to the time, place, and mission to be performed, the residents of Goloka appear, sometimes in partial forms and sometimes in fullness. They do this as Krishna himself does. Sanatana Goswami gives Lord Varaha, who appeared in Satya Yuga to rescue the earth, as an example of a partial incarnation. And Lord Krishna, who appeared at the end of Dwarpa Yuga to enjoy pastimes and reveal the nature of pure love, as an example of the Lord appearing in fullness. When the Lord incarnates, the residents of Goloka, each attracted by his own rasa with the Lord, also desire to appear, by some pretext, in their own incarnations. And then, at the end, their incarnations merge into them and become one with them again. This is what the sages say. Sanatana Goswami gives Brahma's benediction to Drona and Dara as an example of the pretext mentioned here. When the Lord's pastimes are completed, the incarnation of Nanda Maharaj merges into the existence of the original Nanda Maharaj in Goloka, and the incarnations of the other residents of Goloka also merge into their sources in the same way. Sri Swarupa continued, Without doubting, please understand all this according to the explanations previously spoken by Narada. Sanatana Goswami gives the following doubts as examples. If Goloka is actually superior to Vaikuntha, then why do Kamsa and other demons live there? Why do carts and other objects made of wood and other materials, as well as grains of dust and other lifeless things, exist in Goloka? Why do Nanda Maharaj and the other residents of Goloka incarnate as the Lord's associates in Vaikuntha? These doubts were already answered in the beginning of chapter 5, and they will be answered again later in this book. The first doubt is specifically answered in the beginning of this book. The answer to the second doubt is given in Narada's explanation that everything in Vaikuntha is eternal and full of knowledge and bliss. This is also true in Goloka. Therefore, the carts and other objects in Goloka are not lifeless, but are eternal and full of knowledge and bliss. The answer to the third doubt is that in order to assist the Lord in his pastimes, Nanda and the other residents of Goloka incarnate in spiritual forms that are eternal and full of knowledge and bliss. 
In this way, they are among the Lord's eternal dear associates in Vaikuntha. Sri Svarupa continued, O best of the residents of Mathura, please listen, and by Lord Krishna's power, I will tell you something wonderful about Goloka. Sanatana Goswami explains that although the glory of Goloka is beyond the sphere of words and the mind, by Lord Krishna's mercy, it can be described. In Goloka, there are millions and millions of young, adolescent, and old gopas. Each one thinks, I, and no one else, am most dear to Krishna. In the course of their daily activities, they constantly associate with Krishna. They are all very pure. Each one is like that. Sanatana Goswami explains that the words, each one is like that, mean that each one, in truth, is most dear to Krishna. None of them is ever satisfied. The many varieties of the thirst of their love for Krishna, which is the mother of humbleness, always increase. Krishna's great kindness, love, and attachment are seen to be always placed in each of the millions and millions of gopis. For these reasons, and for hundreds of other reasons, people like myself can understand that no one in any place is more dear to Krishna than they. When Krishna's special love to a certain gopi is seen, then it is understood that she is the most dear to him. Although each gopi is most dear to the Lord, and although they all experience the many blisses of enjoying pastimes with him, the gopis do not think the Lord loves them. Each gopi thinks, When will I be fortunate to be the least of Krishna's maidservants? O Lord, even the great souls cannot understand the great wonder of their deep love.